Well, hello there, grown-ups. You already know that we depend on your support to keep making Bust or Trust. But we have some exciting news for supporters. If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. But there's more. You will now get a weekly newsletter full of fun facts, book recommendations, fun new words and a monthly colouring poster to print at home featuring some of the weird and most wildest mysteries we've investigated. To support the show and get access to all these great goodies, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Patreon via Spotify or visit patreon.com forward slash Trust podcast. For more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you the Mothman and you'd like to know the best restaurants for a three-course wool meal? Tiernan, I'll say this again, I've been saying it all day, the Mothman isn't real. Ah, uh, isn't he? Explain the hole in my jumper then. Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids mystery podcast. And And we we are are the Busters or Trusters. We will be looking into some very strange stories from around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all kinds of unusual sightings. Like that time you saw your teacher at the BTS concert. Yeah, that was so strange. I didn't know teachers listened to music. Mm. We will deep dive into all the evidence we can find and present the case with all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's all up to you, the listener, as you're going to be our chief detective. You'll work out what it all means and be making up your mind. Is our case an unexplained phenomenon or a ridiculous carry-on? Which it almost certainly will be. Or won't be. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because, you know, there's always more to the case than meets the eye. Or are you a myth truster like me? Because the truth is out there. No, that's the bin lorry. They're just emptying the bins. Or are they? We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or, let's face it, the best one, Team Truster. Here are a few thoughts from all you out there, our chief detectives, on the last episodes. Hi, I'm Filippo and I'm eight years old. I'm a Loch Ness Monster Mistruster because there are no sticks that big and that recording device recorded something, right? So there has to be something that they could believe in. So I'm a mistruster. Filippo, no! How can you be a mistruster? Well, actually, you know what? I respect the fact that you listened to the evidence and made up your own mind. And you're right about sticks. Sticks that big don't exist. I mean, think about how big the dog would have to be to fetch it back to you. Hi, I'm Camilo. I'm four years old and I'm a mistruster because I believe a Kiku cannot just grow hair that long. Ah, oh, thanks, Camillo, for your excellent message. And at four years old, I think you might be the youngest chief detective we've had on this show so far. It is never too early to get trusting or busting. But, you know, preferably trusting. 
And thank you to, um, how do I say this? In Canada. I hope I've said that right. Who left us a lovely five star review on Apple Podcasts saying, I just listened to this podcast. I think it is really awesome. I love the episode about Atlantis. Well, thank you, Gufft, uh, which I'll call you for short. And I agree. What a good case that one was. Get it? Get it? The case. Oh, come on. It was just here a minute ago. Uh, what was? My sandwich. I'm so hungry and I thought I'd put it right here. Popped out for a second. Now it's nowhere to be seen. Are you sure you didn't eat it or put it down somewhere else? I don't think so. Well, then maybe it just disappeared. Stuff does that sometimes, you know. Tiernan, stuff doesn't just disappear. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sandwiches, keys, one of a pair of socks and even... People. People do not just disappear. Well, then how do you explain this week's case, then? We have got a pretty spooky mystery for you today, Chief Detectives. The Cursed Village of Kuldara. Uh, Tiernan, whether it's cursed or not is for the Chief Detectives to decide. But the village was certainly abandoned and where all the inhabitants went is a bit of a mystery. But I'm not sure they just disappeared. It is all very strange, though, because around 200 years ago, Kuldara in Rajasthan, northern India, was a bustling, vibrant village. And then suddenly, overnight, everyone vanished. No one knows where they went. They just upped and left. But legend has it that they cursed Kuldara before they went, so no one would ever be able to live there ever again. Oh, it's really not nice to curse. I totally agree, Athena. Since then, there have been rumours of strange things going on in Kuldara. It's now what you might call a ghost town. No one lives there, even though the village itself has remained pretty much intact and untouched. Well, I mean, it's obviously a bit run down and in ruins now. It is in a desert after all. And, well, there's no one around to do repairs, obviously. To be precise, it's in the Thar Desert. Athena, um, I know, I know this is your wheelhouse, but could you tell us a little bit more about India? I've been waiting for you to ask. I'd love to. India is a large country in Asia with an enormous population, 1.4 billion people. Given the size of the country, it covers many different landscapes, from snowy mountains, jungle and grassland, to tropical beaches, forests and deserts. There are many languages spoken in India, but Hindi and English are the official ones. So, Athena, you said this cursed village is in a desert. Ah, we don't know if it's really cursed, remember. But yes, that's right. The Thar Desert is mostly in the Indian state of Rajasthan, a state famous for beautiful forts and a rich history. In fact, it's quite a tourist hotspot. What, even the ghost village? Yeah, of course. People love a ghost village. Kuldara became quite an attraction once word about its spooky reputation spread. I'm not sure how I'd feel about visiting a cursed village. On the one hand, I'm curious. On the other, if there's no one around, where would you get a tasty cheese and pickle sandwich from? Uh, uh, hey, how did you know what was in my sandwich? And on the other hand... Um, that's three hands now, Tiernan. I would be pretty scared to be there. Well, it's certainly become a curiosity. There are not many facts on what actually happened to the people here. There were no official records that explain what happened to the town, and we know nothing about why it was never lived in again. But of course, there are plenty of myths. The most famous one, obviously, is about the village being cursed. 
Which brings us on to our first piece of evidence. First piece of evidence. Let's start with the legend of the curse on the village itself, as told by locals in the area ever since it was abandoned. According to the tales passed on by word of mouth, the village was once very, very rich. The people who lived there knew how to farm in a desert, which is a very special skill, and they traded with many villages, towns and even neighbouring Indian territories. However, one night, the supposedly evil prime minister of the state they lived in, Salim Singh, wanted to marry the Kuldara chief's daughter against her will. Rather than give her up to the corrupt minister and fearing what he might do if he didn't get his own way, the whole village escaped in the night. But before they left, they put a curse on Kuldara so that no one was ever able to live there again. Well, I guess that's one way to make sure no one messes up your stuff while you're gone. And it seems to be the most popular version of this story. Well, not exactly. While most accept that the local legends are probably based in some fact, some think that it was actually very high taxes that made the villagers want to leave, as high taxes meant they would have to give most of their money to the minister, and that wouldn't leave enough for the villagers to live on. OK, well, taxes or a forced marriage, the story always ends with the village being cursed. And according to the myth, anyone who's tried to settle their sins has been driven out by paranormal forces. Uh, apparently so, but this is the part of the myth that's really tricky to prove. You can tell from the beautiful ruins that the village used to be rich, and it is clear that it was abandoned. But that isn't proof of a curse. There's no plaque saying, curse was here, or an alarm as you walk in saying, warning, warning, curse village alert, curse village alert. You're very good at it. You'd be a great alarm. Well, I suppose you'd think there would at least be a triangular sign or something. But our next piece of evidence just might be the proof that we're looking for. Second piece of evidence. Because this second one is eyewitness accounts from the Indian Paranormal Society. They are a group of people who investigate strange things that cannot easily be explained by science. Bit like us. In 2015, the Indian Paranormal Society decided to send a team of investigators to spend the evening amongst the ruins of the Kuldara village. And they reported all sorts of strange things. The founder of the society, Reverend Gaurav Tavari, said... We have collected evidence to suggest that there is something really going on in Kuldara, which cannot be explained by a simple scientific theory. We organised several night campaigns at Kuldara. Though we survived them, one can't deny that something unusual happens there. Whispers, screams, noises are common at dark hours. Many of our members witnessed ghosts, heard footsteps... There was one instance when handprints of a very young child started appearing on all the parked vehicles in front of our eyes. This was also captured and witnessed by many journalists. We believe that these ruins are haunted. Ooh, spooky! It certainly sounds like something is trying to scare people away. The curse in action. Tiernan, you know how I feel about eyewitness accounts. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Well, they were from a paranormal society, so they were looking for odd things, weren't they? Which means they're more likely to see or find them. And when you think about it, there's actually nothing solid there. Though a lot of people saw the events, which I guess 
does make it more likely... Nothing solid? What about the toddler handprints on the cars? They have a video for that. Apparently there were no children around and there are no monkeys there either, so who could have made those? <sighs> yeah, the handprints bit does sound strange. But I'm not sure toddler handprints would be the first thing a supernatural curse would do to scare off visitors. I mean, what's so scary about kid handprints? Kids put their mucky handprints everywhere. They have them all over nurseries and family homes and no one runs away from them, do they? OK then, all right, fair point. But what about our final piece of evidence? Third piece of evidence. The fact that no one has been able to occupy the village since it was abandoned. Sorry, sorry, I'm still waiting for the final piece of evidence. Was that, was that it? Was that the final yeah. piece of evidence? Yes, it is. It proves that there is a curse because the curse worked. I'm not sure that it proves the curse. The idea of the curse might well put people off. But also the fact it's in a desert, you need specialist knowledge to farm there, and it's full of ruins. It would take a lot of work to fix that up. And as well as all that, apparently it's in an area prone to earthquakes. Yeah, but there are villages all around it too. If the area was so bad to live in, then why would there be villages right next to Kuldara that are perfectly OK? OK, it pains me to admit it, but you've got me there. <laughs> I'll accept this as evidence, though not necessarily proof. I will mark that as a win. I think the problem I have is it doesn't seem all that scary a curse, does it? Why would a child's handprint stop people from living somewhere ever again when it's not that frightening? They could really do with some lessons in how to spook people properly. OK, so far on the suggestions board, we've got creepy whispering, people feeling something tapping them on the shoulder, but when they look around, there's nothing there, and giant floating screaming heads. I'm not entirely sure how we do that last one on our effects budget, but as I said at the start of the Kuldara Council meeting, all ideas are welcome. Oh, me, me. How about we just murder everyone that visits? I've been through this, Jamuna. We still want tourists to come. It's not much of a tourist site, is it, if the tagline is come visit our village, some ghosts will murder you. Please buy a souvenir pencil on your way out. OK. Please do stop suggesting it. That's a definite no. Uh, anyone else? Uh, what about if we just sell ice cream? But, you know, it doesn't taste very nice. That is terrible, Arjun. We just want people to be a bit spooked, not get food poisoning. Oh, oh, me, me, Vikram. I've got one. I've got one. Uh, yes, Nanda, please share your cursed village ideas with the group. What about, get this, toddler hands? To toddler hands? What, sort of disembodied, like the heads just sort of floating around screaming? No, no, no. Nothing like that. Just, you know, toddler hands, little handprints on just stuff. Like some young children have been playing with paints. Yes, 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 that's it. But, you know, all over things, like whatever's there. What is it you all don't understand? We're trying to scare people, Nanda. This is going to be a cursed village. What on earth is scary about toddler handprints? At first, sure, but after two or three of them, I mean, have you ever tried to wipe one off a non-wipeable surface? My children have ruined all our white walls, our sofas, our blankets, our clothes. Then the thought of doing all that cleaning to get, oh, sometimes poo stains off of everything, that is terrifying. Imagine little poo handprints all over your nice car. 
<laughs> yes, you're right, Nanda. The thought of my car's white leather interiors covered in, oh goodness, pooey little handprints. I feel faint. Okay, that's in the lead, but before we decide, any other suggestions? How about we just murder everyone that visits? Toddler handprints it is. Council meeting adjourned. Oh yeah, now they've put it like that, maybe kid handprints are scary. <sighs> anyway, back to our three pieces of evidence then, which means it's time to summarise this case for our chief detectives. Let's go. Evidence recap. Our first piece of evidence is the widely believed myth of the curse itself, that the villagers escaped from the evil minister Salam Singh in a single night and cursed the village to be abandoned for eternity after they'd left. But this is only a local myth, and there are no official records of any of this. OK, but the second piece of evidence are actual eyewitness accounts of strange goings-on in Kuldura at night. Cries in the darkness, strange feelings and odd children's handprints left on cars. But the eyewitnesses were from the Paranormal Society of India. They were looking for mysterious things and may have read too much into noises that had a perfectly normal explanation. And again, there's no actual evidence for anything they saw. Well, the final piece of evidence is perhaps the most definitive proof. The fact that no one has ever settled in the village of Kuldara since. Uh, but there could be plenty of other reasons for that. No one who has tried to settle in the village has ever explained why they left. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Is the village of Kuldara in an undesirable location? Or is it actually cursed? Are you a cursed village buster? Or a cursed village truster. We want to hear from you and what you think and whose side you're on. Even though it's definitely mine, right? Oh, Tiernan. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a myth buster or myth truster when it comes to the cursed village of Kuldara. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name age, what you think all the evidence means, and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes in our next episode. As much as we'd like to, we won't be able to use all of them. We can't find out the truth without your help. And most importantly, who's right? Me? Always me. Or Athena? Probably not Athena. It's definitely me. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. Athena, have you found any evidence to prove your sandwich disappeared yet? <sighs> Weirdly, I can't find anything at all. Not even a crumb. Well, I was very careful to eat every last bit because it was so delicious. T um, Tinan! I mean, oh, strange, very strange. Oh. Tinan, how could you? I knew it. Where's my curse book?